following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. How the heck are you, mister? Doing good. Nice smoky end to the summer this week. <laughs> Let's just light one up, right? You know, it's like, no. You know what? Actually, it was surprising how little impact we had this year. Even though fires were still Mm -hmm. happening, right? unlike the last few years where we've had a lot of smoky days here, whether it's from Canadian fires, eastern Washington, Oregon, you know, all that kind of stuff, it was rather surprising that it was only really at the very end of summertime mm-hmm. that yeah. we, that we uh, experienced the, the northwest this. at least had it had it fairly yeah. well you know eastern washington got yeah, still, still got hit pretty hard right exactly yes. we we got uh, a better than typical we did right yeah so you know that's i gotta tell you i was just in an event this week where climate change and issues about fire burning so i was at a um, a gathering of investors and founders um like seriously i was in a room with some key people of the seattle area who were some of the first venture capitalists oh wow here in the area um from like the the tech sector and uh so i was i was surrounded by like tech royalty without even knowing who everybody (laughs) was right but um and i love it and thank you to john steinberg from hand of god wines for that amazing Mm. event and um and the the folks who were sponsoring that, but I won't say because it's another bank. <laughs> I'll just say right. I'll just say John because his wines are amazing. I've been on his mm, membership for Hand of God Wines for a really long time. I know over a decade, um, and he's he he himself is involved in the whole investing community, right? So he's an amazing person. But yeah, there's this one guy that I was talking to who's trying to find a, a place that he wants to you know kind of retire to. He's in his early sixties. And um, he's like, I'm trying to find some place that climate change isn't having a massive impact. He's like, I considered Bend, Oregon. He's like, but all the fires there this year. I was considering these other places in eastern Washington and all the fires <laughs> over there this year. <laughs> and he's like, and then I was, and, but I mean, he's looking around the world. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've offered to help him because I have connections all over. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was an interesting kind. Con- and then you and I need to get Tony Joe back talking to us because there's a new rule in Canada that starts in January 2023 that foreigners can't buy for two years. Yeah, we should have them. Yeah, I think it's in effect. I thought it was already in effect. Uh, He was saying in January, but that's why I want to get a hold of Tony. Well, Tony, Joe, real estate agent from Victoria. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, cool. Good guy. Awesome guy. Yeah, we definitely got to get him back in. Super sharp, very on top of the industry. Yep. Uh, yeah, just absolutely love him. Get an update on on what's going on north yeah. of the border there. Well, because we'd already had him tell us about you know the bigger taxes that they were doing to people mm-hmm. within the country of Canada trying to right. come to their province. And now it's really, I mean, you and I have been talking about this for our area mm-hmm. um, of the whole idea of what's going on with inventory and shortages and supply and demand and what the what the market's really doing versus what the media is trying to say. Right and. Hey, guess what? If you're listening to the show, we're going to be talking about it again because it's important to make sure that we look at the national news. We know what everyone's hearing. Just before Eric and I came on air today, I was talking to Joshua, one of our producers, and telling him like how I'm trying to stay away from negative news. And then you're like, well, there goes our show. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on. This is us well. being able to curate and, and give you know, explanation and um, knowledge behind those crazy headlines and also debunk where needed. Absolutely. The data is the data, but the problem right. is that you can, get, you can get a statistic and, and it's like, okay, how do I spin this to generate headlines, to generate clicks, to get people concerned? And to then get 
ad spend. Absolutely. And and I, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but there's even, uh, even our government is involved because mm-hmm. we have inflation now. And how do you right. cure inflation? You scare people into not buying things. Mm-hmm. That's how you cure, cure inflation. Yeah. And, and there's that going yeah. on as well. So we'll be talking about whether or not that's stopping people from buying mm-hmm. houses here. Absolutely. Because that, uh, these are all the topics that we, that we want to cover in this one. Is like, is there really a seller strike? Is there mm-hmm. really that, you know, glut or is there a demand? You know, like what's going on? What's and, really going on? And the honest answer is you don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. All we can do is is interpret the data mm-hmm. as best we can. Right. With we open can eyes. share things that other people aren't. Right. We can give this some background on yeah. on you know, another way of looking at the mm-hmm. data. Well, because like in one of our prior shows, you even pointed it out. You said someone said that this number was down a certain amount, like it was like 18% down mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, um, I can't remember which stat it was. But when we when we dove into it, it was like, well, it was 18% down over the prior year, which had been a record year. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, so, or like how they'll take the foreclosure numbers and say, oh my gosh, it's up 300%. And you're like, but it was at the lowest point ever before that like stop it like if you compare that to 10 years ago it's nothing it's a blip on the map like cut it out that's right you know so so this is why i think it's so important that we keep having these conversations because for you listening to this show we want you to have your own arsenal of information and knowledge that when you're sitting at that cocktail party or like i was at this networking event you have, you know, a point counterpoint. You're not just feeding into the frenzy. Like you've got other, you know, yeah. insight, right? And and I right. think that's a, a really and, key element in conversation. And honestly, there's families out there that are trying to make a decision. Exactly. Do I buy now? Do I mm-hmm. wait? Are, are home prices going to plummet? What's mm-hmm. going to happen with interest rates? Right. And what's in the best interest for my family? Exactly. And, and am I willing to take on something right now mm-hmm. that might be, you know, pushing my, my limits, right. You know, how safe is that to do? Right. So all these questions are coming mm-hmm. up. I, I have the same questions, you yeah, know, we're coming across opportunities all the time Yeah. and it's like, okay, you know, fast forward six months, a mm-hmm. year, you know, what's it going to look like? Right. You know, I know what the situation is now, but, but what's mm-hmm. it going to look like, you know, down the road Right. and, and, and what decisions can I make now that are going to be in my best interest in the long term? Right. Well, I, I will tell you one of the conversations that I and a lot of real estate agents that are friends of mine throughout the United States have been having together. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us wishes we'd held on to all the real estate we'd ever oh. purchased over our lives. <laughs> and classic cars. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I don't care I, about classic cars. I know you but, don't, but... but you I'm know, just saying. I, I know. I'm, oh, actually, can I tell you? I met someone from the LeMay family at this event. Oh, you did? I oh, did. really? Ooh, I did. Ooh. She was delightful. Yes. I really enjoy her. They so. probably won't be needing a mortgage. Uh, probably not. But <laughs> that's not, again, not the point. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, but I focusing, again, still on this, not classic cars. Like, so... Keeping in mind, too, you and I are having these conversations because we put this information in front of people at our upcoming class. That's also, right. Also, because yes. it's not just someone who's already got a house and they're wondering, should I make a move or should I do a move up or what am I going to do? But sometimes you're just that person buying your first home. So we have the class for you if you are that person sitting on the fence, wondering if this is the right time. Um, and Keep in mind, here's the beautiful thing, because this is the Washington State Housing Finance Commission sponsored class, the certificate that you earn by attending this class lasts for two years. Correct. So this is a good time to get it because we, you know, while we can't crystal ball what's going to happen over the next two years, having that certificate, watching what's going on and learning the things you're going to learn inside that class is going to be super key for the decision-making going forward. Absolutely. And this is the official class sponsor by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. So this is the one if you're taking out a first-time homebuyer program, special financing, zero down loans, mm-hmm. they all require... Down that payment you com- assistance. Down payment assistance. They all require that you complete a, a first-time homebuyer class. Yes. And, uh, and there's even extra benefits you get by taking this because Mm -hmm. as a lender we can put you into some loan programs that give you reduced interest rates 
reduce mm-hmm. costs for PMI, mortgage yep. insurance, which is required when you put less than 20% down. Exactly. Yeah, so, you don't even have to be a first-time buyer for that no, benefit. absolutely. Memberships have its benefits. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Be- become an open house with Team Reba member. That's right. Yes, there you go. So that class is coming up September 29th at 430. Now we have two options for you because you can either sign up to be in person where we are holding this at the Kent Chamber facilities down uh, on Meeker Street. So Mm -hmm. if you want all the information on that, send an email because we do have a link that we'll get out to you, but you can send an email to info at teamreba.com and we'll mm-hmm. get that to you. Yep. Or you can go to any of our social media sites because we're posting this everywhere. So you can either come on site or we have an opportunity for you to do it online. And so the, right. here's the thing. You and I have been talking about how this show now radiates over like for the Canadian border down to the Oregon border. Mm-hmm. You can take this from anywhere. That's right. You don't have to be local to King County to take this class because the, the information is for the entire state. That's right. That's right. right. And so join us. Absolutely. So log in or, or show up even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I think. Pretty much everybody signed up so far plans on being there. You know, yeah, so far up, everyone I know is. And and we'll bring in some tasty snacks and things like that. The mm-hmm. class is free. Reba and I volunteer yep. uh, to teach this class, but we yep. want it to be fun and we want it to be relaxing. Totally. So this is family style. Yeah. Uh, it's a ton of information. And we've yes, spent years and years and years putting this information mm-hmm. together. Uh, you know, it's all designed to be relevant for you so you can walk in there and be a very strong, well-educated home buyer, understand what's going yes. on. Uh, because otherwise, you know, you go and try and buy a home cold, mm-hmm. you're looking at a stack of documents that mean nothing to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Lender documents, real estate documents, all of this can be just overwhelming and confusing. Yep. And if the person that you're working with doesn't, you know, explain it or even mm-hmm. know themselves, you know, what what's going on, uh, you could be backed into a v- precarious situations. Which You're we referencing having somebody who's, say, new. Yeah. Not <laughs> necessarily not ex- new. Oh, I know some that are yeah. not new, but but they yeah. still, you know, as, as an agent, don't really. Well, uh, inexperienced in some form or another. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, so how, how many real estate agents are there now in, in the? In the um, Over 34,000. And that's just in the Northwest Multiple Listing Service. We're like, yeah, we're not even in the full state. And what percentage do they have to get right on their real estate exam? 70. 70%. C, C grade. Okay. Yeah. So I think you want the A player. Yeah, not the Come one. Come join that, the A players. That barely passed. Yes. Yes. Well, we've got more open house with Team Reba coming right back up. And when we get back, economic Alice analysis from <laughs> Cardi B. Oh. What's Cardi got to say about the economy? Beep, beep. Open You're going to hear. With Team Reba. On AM 1300, The Answer. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. You got a funny look on your face. Because they changed our music up. That's normally my lead-in for the third segment. Oh. 
Well, because normally, remember, I used to like sit and dance in my chair and snap my fingers because that's. Yeah. They moved, huh. they moved our music they around. Move or they moved our cheese. Yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. I know. That was like, wait, I already did a the, the intro for like when we started the show. Like what yeah. happened? So anyway, well, bleep, bleep on that. Right. Uh, and I say that as a joke because you and I are going to share a very Absolutely. interesting little segment right now. And you're going to help me uh, with this because mm-hmm. I, well, I like I'm to. Well, I'm going to have to. <laughs> well, my, my background is, is finance and economics. Yep. And, I, and I, I nerd out on this stuff, but I follow a lot mm-hmm. of different economists. And and who knew and, Cardi and, B? Yeah, I, I never in my life would think I would be nodding my head in agreement with the infamous Cardi B. Uh-huh. And especially, you know, I hope with, our listeners know who Cardi B is. <laughs> otherwise, this is going to be like, what? Okay, well, <laughs> if you don't, you're going to uh, Google her, but not when your children are in the room. Right. Which right? is why I will be filling in on the beep, beep, right. <laughs> the bleeping out of things. Well, because there is a there is a Instagram post from, you mm-hmm. know, the infamous Cardi B mm-hmm. talking about the economy. And yep. um, uh, so I thought rather than. Um, summarize it i'll just read some quotes from it it's a fairly long video uh but it was surprisingly on point well it really was it really was especially because she was talking about like because like she's been able to elevate herself to a good economic place yeah she has a lot of family that's still very you know yeah like i don't well, know medium to low income yes level, and and, right? and she, so she's helping them out. She is grasping a truth that's evaded many a uh, uh, housing analyst from Berkeley or <laughs> activists or yeah. you know politicians. Uh-huh. You, you, yeah. you name it. You know they don't get it. Uh, but um, uh, so so let's just yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read it and then mm-hmm. I will hold my fingers up for the number of words that you need to bleep. Yes. So okay. that way we can. I'm glad we tested and we'll, this we'll before people we got sort of on air. <laughs> fill, it, fill in the blanks yes. here. So, yeah. so these are the words of the famous Cardi B. The way that prices soar up, because I'm guessing there's no bleep, bleep. inventory for the homes they're selling right now. No one is going to sell their bleep. home, said Cardi B in a profanity-laced, sneakily perceptive Instagram rant over the weekend. Everyone, like yo, when the interest rate is good, is high. That's great because people have to sell their home for less, said B. Bleep. It doesn't matter if interest rates is bleep, bleep. high as bleep. because there isn't any bleep, bleep. inventory. <laughs> and you know what? But she's she's so right. right. She is right. <laughs> she's 100% right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, you know, you the, said that to me to listen to, and I'm like walking my dog listening to her. and Because we're only giving a snippet. Oh, I yeah. mean, she went on for like five oh, minutes yeah, on. on that. Yeah. And I was just, and it's, by the way, listeners, if don't go find it if, if you could be easily offended because <laughs> she's not bleeped. No, <laughs> we were not. doing the kindness of the bleeping. Right. But yeah, it was five minutes of this rant, but it was very on point. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. And, <laughs> Good for her that she gets it. Absolutely. And she's she's following what's going on and mm-hmm. she's seeing it in real life because yeah. she's got friends that are coming to her saying, friends hey, I family. need help. I got to yeah. get into a place. Mm-hmm. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Or they're also the other side mm-hmm. of that. I'm going to wait for prices to drop. Right. Yeah. And, and she's, well, she's even talking about how the high cost of living, is, you know, inflation has hit everything. She's like, I got people coming to me because they need help. She's like, I don't know how all the rest of y'all are doing it. Right. She goes, and some of these places are, you know, rat pest infested, like, and they're still high cost, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. And, and and we're seeing that happen, right? And we're mm-hmm. there's a lashback also or backlash happening in certain areas because I think we've mentioned on the show if I have and if I haven't before, I'm bringing it up right now. Down in the southeast of the United States, there are large institutional investors buying up entire areas mm-hmm. and making it very unaffordable. For the people who already live there, well, not even just in those areas. Even in that's where the largest here, concentration of it is. Right, though, right. right now, article just just this week uh, in Tacoma, a developer mm-hmm. is building a uh, a large what was supposed to be a low income housing development for mm-hmm. for low income and workforce renters. Mm-hmm. Um, they just turned down a twelve year tax break from the city of Tacoma because. 
if they accept a 12-year tax break mm. to build this affordable housing, it has to stay that. 20% of the units have to be subject to income restrictions. Yeah. So rather than than go along with that, and this is a eight-story, 199-unit project. Wow. So instead of that, they're saying, no, nope, we'll skip that. We're going to go with a seven-year tax break because with a seven-year tax break, we don't have to. They can do market rate. We can just do market rate. Yeah. There now, you go. Okay, so, so why are they doing that? Uh, because the cost of this development is being impacted severely by, drum roll, inflation. Yeah. And the cost of interest rates, the cost of of materials oh, has, yeah. has rocketed that, that project cost up. Yeah, because um, even though they're doing it now, they've probably been in the works for that for years. I mean, none right. of these developments happen overnight. Well, they originally estimated that this 199-unit building would cost $30 million mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Price tag now is $54 million. Oh, my gosh. So how are they going to make up yeah, for that? exactly. They either stop building it or they got to they gotta go to market rate. Yeah, yeah. And, and these Which are, is... is going to continue hitting us it's not in that just in that place no. in tacoma i mean it's going to be oh, it's all over yeah. yeah builders in general are, are, are looking at that and and when we're talking about you know cardi's comments mm-hmm. on inventory um mm-hmm. there's a reason that inventory is low when builders look at the size yeah. size of of you know their supply chain mm-hmm. and the costs the labor costs the interest rate costs the carrying mm-hmm. costs for building they tend to back off yeah. you know and, yeah. and and that's happening well and let's talk a little so let's start getting a little more on the local scene mm-hmm. right like because that conversation and you and i were talking because i know you have some stats on permits and things yeah. is that national or is that local? i have some national ones okay but it's, all it's right well, well we'll talk about that too um but from the standpoint of um well, now, I'm, now I've lost my train of thought because I thought about your national numbers and the other stuff. But so we want to talk about what's happening because everyone right now is like sitting on the fence and there's all these, I, I started in the first segment, people are saying, oh, there's a seller strike and there's all this, you know, crap that's happening. I shared something on social media the other day that there is an expectation that Seattle is going to be at a million people by 2044. And we're at what now? About seven fifty? Yeah, yeah, we're like, like seven eighty, I Somewhere think. Somewhere in there. But yeah, right in that range. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a significant jump in the next twenty-two years. It is. Where that's are they, when, they going to live? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have young people, you know, from still, you know, millennials doing housing formation right now. We've got the generation right behind them who are already at like twenty-five years old, who are going to be also starting in that time period needing to do household formations mm-hmm. right and then 20 years later we're going to have another group yeah we have a, right we have a big well right now we have a huge influx of households being mm-hmm. formed yeah and um nationwide just a couple mm-hmm. of real quick stats yeah, Na- nationwide um we have household formations demand about mm-hmm. 1 1.7 million right now um, just this last week, housing starts numbers came out. There were 1.6 million housing starts, new homes, you know, mm-hmm. being started. But those aren't homes that can be bought right now. Those are holes in right. the ground. Yeah. Right. It's going to mean six months to two years down the road. Exactly. Um, when we look at homes completed, we're at about and, and even that 1.6 million housing starts. Not all of those are new. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably a hundred thousand or more of those are homes that are being knocked down, so another home can be built. So it's even maybe one point five million right. housing starts. Yeah, because you're not adding new inventory; you're Correct. just replacing it. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Completions were at one point three million, so that's a good number. Again, one point three million completed homes on demand of one point seven million, and new permits one point five million. So we're still under. We're way under. Yeah, the the the. It's just not enough. Yeah. It's just not enough. So now those are national stats, but it's just, it's it's if anything, it's worse in the Northwest because mm-hmm. we have some of the highest labor expenses, yes, and we have such a shortage of land. Yes, you know, we it's do. not like we can just you know sprawl out into the desert and build. Yeah, we don't have that option. No, we do not, because especially with the Growth Management Act, mm-hmm. right? Correct. We don't have that, and we already are very overly built in a lot of areas already. Like mm-hmm. City of Seattle, it's it's almost impossible. But. 
the city of Seattle has one of the high, I think you've mentioned this stat, mm-hmm. one of the highest percentages of single family. Yeah, like 60% home, of our housing stock right, is residential. Which is very unusual. House. Yeah, you know, for for a large city, it is, but and we don't have as much um, zoning change happening to right. allow for more density. Mm-hmm. So we're going to struggle with this. We're going to continue struggling with it. Um, some of the outlying cities and, and suburban cities to Seattle, I won't name names, although I like, I would like to. <laughs> um, some of those cities get themselves in trouble because there is that nimbyism and they're like, well, we don't want it. We like, we like our town the way it is. And Mm -hmm. so they get themselves in trouble and fined for not doing some of the things that they're supposed to do. But you know, there's, there's going to be a big push at some point because there's just, we can't, we can't keep going that direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There will be a a breaking point where the zoning is going to change and density is going to increase. Yeah. Well, and that's why recently we just did a replay of the show with Randy Banneker Mm -hmm. because you and I knew coming into this class that we have coming up, we really have to talk about it. You and I have now had, I don't know, maybe half a dozen shows over the summer where we're talking about this because we knew people freaked out when we had the glut of inventory come on at the Mm -hmm. late May Definitely through June, through July. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it the whole time about what's going on. It's like, but don't get comfortable with that because we're already starting to see the signs of things changing again. Mm-hmm. And that's why the rest of this show basically is going to be dedicated to looking at those numbers and trying to interpret exactly what's going to be happening. We may not have a crystal ball, but we can definitely identify trends. Right. But, but, Earlier in the show, I was talking about looking forward. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I make decisions now? Yeah. Just even some of these stats we just discussed. If you're mm-hmm. looking forward five years from now, 10 years from mm-hmm. now, what's the Puget Sound region going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, you just hit it. There's going to be a heck of a lot more people here. Yep. What's that going to do to house prices? They're going to continue they gonna go? going up. Yeah. Even if they don't go at the same pace they were at, they're still going to go mm-hmm. up. Right. Because the demand will still be they're there. They're not going to plummet. No, no. And all those people who are trying to be the naysayers and say that that's what's going to happen, they, they're they not looking back at what the difference is. And that's why you and I keep talking about it to remind people or for like what I was talking about with some other young people just the other day. I was like, how old were you when the housing crash happened? And they're like, I was 10. I'm like, yeah, they weren't listening. So of course, right? Exactly. So this is why we're doing this because people who would be coming to our home buying class are the people who are only like little kids to, you know, 10 years old at that time. Absolutely. They need to know the facts. That's right. That's right. Stay tuned. Got more Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba, if people yes. want to reach out to you, how can they do that? Well, they can send me an email to info at teamreba.com, or they can direct message me on any of our social media platforms. Or if you would like to get me on the phone, uh, please text first, as we've been saying, because... I get so many calls from out of area <laughs> or people I don't know. Uh, I want to make sure I answer your call. Um, 206-457-2984 for Excellent. me. How about you, mister? I'm easy to track down I know as yours well. by heart. <laughs> yes. Um, you can call me anytime, 206-915-3742. 
That's 206-915-ERIC. Or you can also email me, eric at ericismybanker.com. Mm-hmm. And you'll also find me on social media. Eric is my banker. Uh, look for me on that. Uh, I do a weekly update every Friday on the mortgage markets and what's going on with interest rates. Give you a rundown of the national averages mm-hmm. for rates and what's happening and why. And uh, and I, I uh, if I'm a little late posting that now lately, I, I think I've got enough people you know seeing that that they're like, hey, where's the update? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. I love it. I yeah. love it. So I I spend quite a bit of time putting all that together. And I hope it's okay. Of, of so use. we've had the ad for Eric's little other show, <laughs> but let's get to the rates right now. <laughs> well, um, all right. Uh, but but at the beginning of the show, you said you didn't want to hear any bad news. Unfortunately, this one's not. No, no, no. Great I didn't news. say I didn't want to hear any bad news. I can you must just say positive. Che- I'm staying positive and avoiding negative news. But that kind of stuff. When I was talking about it with my team, we're like. Just don't be like binge watching like constant negative news mm-hmm. or you know yeah, anything that's just like regularly like just throwing you all the worst things on the planet, right? Because right. they're just repeating and regurgitating the same well, stuff. And 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 the thing is, is your brain will start to follow that track. Again, that's why we said with totally the show, there might be some negative aspects about some of the things that we cover within real mm-hmm. estate and mortgage, but you can also. We're we're not. That yeah, is I mean, what it is. You and yeah, you yeah. and I are not like. Hi, I'm Miss Sunny. Everything's always great, and this and that. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, hold on, let's take whatever that news is, and let's really deconstruct it and figure out what's it mean. Absolutely, because the meaning of it is much more important than the scare tactics. And and really, um, I'll kind of lead this off by by saying, it's gonna get it's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going through a period that uh, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, a couple of weeks ago at his summit down in Jackson Hole said it, there's going to be mm-hmm. some pain, you know, because this we're dealing with inflation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Fed was oh so very, very late uh, to the game to try and, and control inflation. They really should have been added over a year ago. The Fed did not really start controlling inflation until March of this year. And uh, by then, it was it was pretty much out of the gate. What we're what we're watching right now is: Are they going to go too deep, wait too long? Uh, the Fed has said that they want to see a target inflation rate of two percent. Mm-hmm. And are they going to keep hiking rates until we hit two percent? Because it takes six to eighteen months for a Fed action to filter its way through the economy. Mm-hmm. If they keep going until we hit two percent. Um, the inflation rate's not going to just say, oh, we're, the F- Powell says, okay, we're going to just stop. It's going to keep going. And and the deeper that goes, that can lead us into some pretty serious economic you know, trouble. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we just got to watch the Fed very closely. This week has been all about the Fed. It was Fed week. And, you know, when the Fed hikes. <laughs> don't even get me started. Give me a cocktail, I'll tell you. Uh, but um, they, you'd be using your bleep machine there a fair amount. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so so this week has has been a little bit rough as the financial markets are try, you know we're leading into the Fed hike and then also digesting the information afterwards, and we can only hope that over the weekend they you know economists and, and traders are are you know you know kind of going through the data, going through the speeches, and understanding what what we can expect looking forward. Uh, for the week, mortgage rates are up, and they're up fairly sharply. Uh, but here's the national averages. So the conventional 30-year fixed rates, 6.47%. Mm. 15-year fixed rates, 5.78%. FHA 30-year fixed rate and also VA 30-year fixed rates, we're looking at 6.15%. Wow. Is that and the first time over six? Yeah, it is for, for as long as as long as I can remember. For a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, 30-year fixed rate, uh, jumbo uh, loans uh, six, excuse me, five point eight seven five percent. So, so they're they're up this week, mm-hmm. and um, there are strategies that we're using to mm-hmm. help people with affordability. Right. You and I have worked on oh, some yeah. where we we do two one buy downs, for instance, yeah. where you know we can get seller concessions. Absolutely, that. we might be able to start your rate in the mm-hmm. low fours in mm-hmm. your one, low fives in your two, and yep. then it'll it'll filter out to the the higher rate in years three through 30, but hopefully by then rates are down and you can refi. What I want to also just give like a perspective on is for some people who are saying, oh, I want to buy a house and 
Keep in mind for those of us who also own investment property, I just want to give this perspective. While my house is currently like 3.34%, mm-hmm. I have two rental properties that one of them is at like 475 and mm-hmm. the other one I think is at like 5%. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just want to remind people, you can do this. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's still doable. Absolutely. Right? Like People were buying houses when rates were at 9, 10, yeah. 11, 12, 15%. Right. You and I have talked about like our first homes and, and affordability, you know, is an impact of not just what the interest rate is and the pricing, but also income. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so lots of people have had income increases since 2006. So like this is, you know, right. you have to look at the overall picture. Please don't just let one or two elements that are considered stop you from exploring right. your potential. Because yes. sometimes people are surprised. They like they hear like an anecdotal thing from their friend at the, you know, car dealer or something. And one person saying something negative, and then the guy who actually owns a place is like, no, no, no. My house is at this, and I was able to buy something, and my family lives there. Exactly. Right? Like, that's one of the people coming to our class Mm -hmm. coming up. Because, thankfully, one of our mutual clients worked with him and went, no, dude, like, you could totally do this. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing to keep in mind, rates are cyclical. Mm-hmm. So exactly, you know, but house prices, you know, again, we've we've we looked at the data. We mm-hmm. don't think house prices are going to plummet four times, right? Four years out of seventy, have they ever gone down? Right. Yeah. So so the strategy is, you know, get in. Yeah. And then let's wait for rates to settle yeah. settle down a little bit. If yeah. you can drop your rate half a percent, three quarters of a percent, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. Well, and looking at it from this perspective, you and I have brought this up time and again. You're buying the house. If it, it continues to appreciate, most most people are going to live in a house 5, 10, 15, some years. Mm-hmm. All those years, think about what the average rent is around here and imagine paying that to someone else because right. that's 100% going to them. Right. You get nothing back other than a place to stay, whereas when you buy it, you get to stay there your money is one yeah. going towards your equity position as well as you're getting appreciation. 100%. That's the interest rate yeah. on rent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you think so, about it. Yeah. You're getting nothing for it. Right. Well, you get shelter. I guess that's right. about it. But you get the shelter when you buy it too. Yeah. So, you know, I'd rather have the one where I get some ownership on that, mm-hmm. right? Like I all day long, all mm-hmm. day long, I'll prefer that. Now, that said, uh, buying a home is not right for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you need to be think about your personal situation. Oh, yeah. How stable is my employment, my income? Yeah. Uh, am I going to be in the area for an extended period of time? Right. I, like, would, I actually just told someone the other day, they said they were only going to be here two years. I'm like, mm. Mm, I don't, I wouldn't do it. Especially depending on their down payment. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're looking at using a, a um, down payment assistance program, zero down right. type program, and you're coming into a home with zero equity, Right. Uh, then you might want to rethink that because house prices are not going to continue going up at 25% a year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe hopefully we'll get back to normal where it's mm-hmm. 3 to 5% a year. Yeah. Let's hope. Fingers well, crossed. Well, I mean, uh, well, nationally, 2 to 3% is a pretty common number. Mm-hmm. Here, it's been more. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we've seen 3 to 5% for a long time, although no. we're going to still get through some numbers. You know, I love that you brought that up, though, too, because I actually um, have a client. We just got under contract on a place, and they have a little bit over 20% down. And I, I mentioned to them that it was a possibility that, depending on what their lender does, you know who I'm talking about. I do. Um, but it's, I said, it's possible they're going to give you an appraisal waiver because you have mm-hmm. over 20% down. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, is there, you know, is there any risk or liability. And I said, what I have to remind you of is that the appraisal's not for you. Mm-hmm. The appraisal's not in any way, shape, or form to protect you, really. Um, and especially when you have that much down, I said, it's really to protect the bank and make sure that what they're lending to you is the appropriate amount and that the value is there. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, if you have 20% or more, if you had to sell in a year for some reason, it's the bank who won't take the hit. You will. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because there is a cost of selling. So appraisals are less about truly protecting the consumer. It's really about protecting that bank, mm-hmm. right? Well, But it's to your point of like, if you are low down, we do have to look at, I mean, a good professional, you said this actually earlier in the show, 
a good professional is going to pull out from you those kinds of details right? so that they know what your buying position is. And a true professional will recommend, like I did to this other couple, like maybe you don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I get that you don't like the idea of giving away, you know, rent money. However, if you're going to only be here for two years and you're looking at buying when rates have gone up quite a bit, and they're also foreign nationals, mm-hmm. that was the other part was like, if you go back to Canada, then you're going to have another set of situations too. If you're, you know, repatriating funds or, you know, some other things, right? Mm-hmm. So they had other things to, to think about mm-hmm. in right. that scenario, right? right? right. And and thankfully, we walked through all of them because I mean, they were referred to me by another great local client because mm-hmm. um, the two women are both in a Ph.D. program together. Mm. And so, like, while I appreciated that referral, you know, it to me, it made more sense to just say, you know, unless you're willing to hang on to this as a rental, but then you'd have to be making sure that you're selling. I'm like, if you don't know for sure, you'll be here for at least two years because our tax code about two out of five years. Right. Mm-hmm. If the, this if is you're to avoid go rental, pay, to delay, capital. let's say, p- paying capital gains. Right, taxes. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so you're going to have a bunch of timelines you're going to have to manage. And I mm-hmm. said, if you don't want to have to worry about those, I really can good conscience say that, yeah, this is a great decision for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I mean, that, like any good like financial planner, you got to look at the whole picture. That's Absolutely. why you and I always say it's a story problem. That's right. And everyone is different. Because y'all got your own stories right and y'all got your you own problems. The right answer for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we've got more open house with Team Reba coming right back up. And so more stay stats. tuned. A few more stats yeah. to regurgitate here. So let's get to it, stat. All right. Right after these messages on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba has from Team Reba. And before we jump back into some stats here, yeah. um, love letters. What? When Why? you're competing on, well, maybe we can talk about that next week. Yeah. I want to talk about. I don't um, want to, I, I don't want to get off this topic. Well, we'll stay like, on this topic um, next week. You're Listen full of distractions in. I wanna, today. <laughs> not really full of it. <laughs> so. Huh? Full of distractions. Yeah. Uh, that's the only distraction I brought up that I'm aware of. Okay. Classic cars. How's that sure. a distraction? Okay. Anyway, back back, back to... <laughs> Let's talk about that for next week, shall we? All right. That's fine. Because I know we did a whole show right. on love letters recently. Go on. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So let's get to the stats because this is our shortest segment. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we get to the numbers, sure. right? Because you asked me to pull some numbers up and I did. And I want to make sure we get to them because you've got like what? Housing start? Wait, what, is, what are the ones you've got to share there? I already went over them. Oh, okay. You probably, All right. You were like you were shuffling papers around. So I wasn't, when, no, I wasn't I was daydreaming. I thought maybe you had more. You've got a no, huge no. stack of papers. I do have a huge stack. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's take those because you had housing starts, household formation, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, because we were discussing before, like for sellers who are stuck on the fence, like, should I sell? Like maybe now's not a good time to sell. And you and I had been talking about, like we begged mm-hmm. people in the beginning of the year, like, please, 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 before the summer rush. And, you know, that fell on some deaf ears. So, uh, you know, we still had a bunch of people jump in at end of May through July. But here's the August number. So the MLS has these numbers out. And so the inventory of homes for sale, August 2022 is 12,998. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, that number was 7,142. So that's an increase of 82%. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why we did have our summer glut. Right? Sure. We had our summer glut. But let's keep diving in and seeing what's here. Because like months of, so I love it. It's like somebody could have taken this next number because months of supply. In 2021, the months of supply was 0.9. So it was less than a month. Yeah, yeah. Right. And at the worst of this, you know, like when we were in like January, we were at two weeks or less. Right. In most areas of the entire MLS. Mm-hmm. 
In August, we were at 1.9 months of inventory. So a 111.1% increase. So someone could have looked at that number and been like, oh my gosh. Okay, but it's still less than two months. Well, and and 21 was still coming out of COVID. Right. And uh, a a seller's market would be anything less than probably four to six months of inventory. Yeah. So we're still in a seller's market. Yeah, absolutely. So continuing on with all of that. So percentage of list priced received. So 2022, it was 99.2%. Down from 104.3 in 2021. So down 4.9%. Okay. But still close to 100. List price is 0.8% less than the listed price. Now do keep in mind why a lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, prices are falling. Did we have... Price reductions, yes. Was it possible that people were overpricing because they were making the mistake of trying to price of the bid up prices Mm -hmm. from the spring? Absolutely. We saw it time and time again. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that prices were falling. It meant that people were trying to assume that bid up pricing would continue. And and that part that is the responsibility of real estate agents that are trying to educate. Buy the listing. Yes. They're they're trying to give that sky in the high, pie and, in the sky price. Well, and I can tell you, you and I both know this for a fact. I have a client that, you know, five years ago, you were the lender involved. They bought a place five years ago. I've got it under contract right now. It's mm-hmm. selling in October. And I begged them not to list it over $1.2 million, and they wouldn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. I told them, I'm like, the market has shifted since you saw these numbers in March. We're not in that same situation. Houses that are larger than yours are selling for 1.2 million. Please, please, please do not go over 1.2 million. And they would yeah. not listen to my very sage advice. Yeah. And guess what it's selling for right now? <laughs> Under 1.2. 1 million. There you go. All right. And and they went through some severe machinations of buyers lowballing them. But here's the other thing. And I think this is important for people to understand because you and I have talked about it, I think, off the air, but not so much on air. A bunch of the people in the market area where they were trying to sell up until a few months ago used to be able to qualify based on their RSUs as part of their income, meaning restricted stock units. And a lot of those people can't qualify anymore. So the people who used to be able to qualify up to $2 million currently can't do that anymore, even though they're high income. Mm-hmm. So those same individuals are now like trying to preserve, plus their stock's worth less right now in many cases. So many of them are saying, hey, I'm going to be more conservative. And many loan programs have tightened up their guidelines of exactly. whether we can even use right. restricted stock units right. as so, income for So their, their ability to mm-hmm. go over a million dollars has gone right. down. So this price reduction that you had, uh, one mm-hmm. other national stat um, that is all over the headlines, Redfin mm-hmm. uh, has indicated 22% of homes sold had t- price reductions. Mm-hmm. Now that's nationwide. So that's the headline. Oh my God, 22% of homes are you know dropping their price. What they but they might to be re- like my guy. Right. <laughs> they are like your guy. But what they also fail to report is that in a normal market, about 20% of homes have price reductions. Yeah. yeah. It's not that far out of normal. Yeah. It's, it's, We're just getting back to normal. Exactly. So let me go through some of the other numbers here, just so we can prove some of the points that we've got. Okay. So new listings in August of 2022 was 8,420. And in 2021, there was 9,620. So we're down 12.5% year over year. Now, I'm going to give you also just perspective on year to date for that. So year to date, we're up only 1.4%. Okay. So you and I have been talking about this because I have those little market watch things that I look at. And I've been watching the new listings coming on and they've been contracting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the pending, or excuse me, the um, price reductions are still slightly outpacing the new listings. And the thing is, the new listings coming on, the agents have been adjusting themselves in mm-hmm. their pricing, you know, recommendations. And so we are seeing more realistic pricing coming on for the new houses yeah. that are that are hitting the mm-hmm. market. Right. So pending sales um, was seven thousand four hundred fifty nine in August 
down 19.2% of 9,234 in 2021. And going year to date, uh, we're down 15.3% as a total. Okay. Closed sales. Because again, things quieted down Mm -hmm. in June and July. So August would have been when those closings would have occurred for a lot of those. So we were at 6,680 closed sales in August of this year. Last year was 9,169. We're down Mm 27.1%. Year to date, we're down 14%. And a lot of that is a product of interest rates. Yes, exactly. Days on market until sale. This is interesting. August of 22 was 22 days on market. 22 days. Last year at this time, it was 13. So it's up 69.2%. Oh my God. But it's still 22 days, right? Now, year to date, that number is the same at 15. And because it started hotter at the beginning of the year, yeah, probably. Exactly. Is, is oh, yeah, because we were super hot, yeah. right? Yeah. So now here's the thing that's really good news for you sellers. Median sale price in August, this is for all of the MLS, Six, and this is residential only, not including condos, by the way, 625000 up 4.2% from last year at 600000 Year to date, we're at six fifty for the median, mm-hmm. up 10.4% from last year at five eighty nine. So we're still we're still up. Double digits. Let yeah. me give you average sale price. Average sale price is in August of this year, 770654 up 3.4% from last year at this time, 745145 Year to date, the average sale price is now over 800 It's 809743 up 11%. From last year at 729,440. Remember, at the beginning of the year, I predicted double mm-hmm. digits still right. for this year. And you were, and we're correct. on track. Just like Cardi B. You know, even <laughs> Cardi B. Got it down. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a little scary. Well, that wraps up another episode of Open House with Team Reba. I hope this information is good for you. And call us if we can answer questions and help in the future. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.